Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. I'm pretty sure that's the note that it ends on. We'll find out. It's like an E. Anyway, what's up, Mr. Bone Jangles? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in very soggy Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in moist Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. Yeah, we're going to have us uh, a rainy trick-or-treat situation. Yeah, yeah we've actually um, kind of called it here. Uh, we're going to have a little... Um, best friends play, play date here at our house on Saturday instead. So, uh, yeah. so w- a bunch of like, so all of my family lives close. Um, and a couple of my, uh, family people are what we call neighborhood orphans. Hmm. They don't, they don't have, like, they don't live in a neighborhood. So we live in this really nice neighborhood, um, close by. So everybody comes over to our house and we trick or treat kind of as a, as a big unit. Nice. And yes, I did say big unit um, for anybody keeping score at home. Uh, so yeah, the weather is looking like it might break right around like go time. So we are cautiously optimistic that we'll get to go through stuff. But we've got like plans and s- things to do at the house in the event that we can't do that. Yeah, we have no chance. It's going to thunder- thunderstorm pretty much all night, Halloween night. Party. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Uh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how's your week gone? <laughs> my week's good. Uh, my week's good. Played some interesting gigs this last weekend. I don't know if I mentioned it, um, but it was a, it was a triple header for me this last weekend. Mm. Um, played the, um, karaoke, live acoustic karaoke on Friday night. And that was such a blast. That place just exploded and people were super into it. I had a list, you know, uh, uh Two, two pages long of people signed up to go. It was, it was really good. So that's, awesome. that's a, a taker. And I think, um, we were talking about maybe pushing it back by an hour, starting at, um, doing eight to 11 instead of seven to 10, just cause. Yeah. You had mentioned that previously that, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. you got to generate some courage. Totally. Totally. And, um, what I did from seven to 10 was, um, I started with just half an hour of me playing and hyping and talking about it between songs and then I started signups at 7.30 and I started the karaoke at like 10 to 8. And that worked That worked all right. Um, we, we're going to experiment with pushing it back an hour and just see what happens. Cool. Um, then Saturday afternoon, I played at a, a, a Halloween party, the, the Goulash. Okay. G-H-O-U-L-O-S-H. Uh, downtown Greensboro in, in one of the parks. And it was the first time the full band has played for the Greensboro parks company. Um, I've done some acoustic for them, but, um, we 
I've broken the seal here on having the band play for, for those guys. Cause they do some really cool stuff. Um, 4th of July stuff and, um, various things. So, um, that was fun. We did about an hour and a half, hour 15. Um, and then we played the Halloween party at Pig Pounder that night, which was freaking awesome. Just well attended and people were super into it. Um, let me tell you, we made a little change to the, to the equipment lineup. Okay. Um, when I had a sub bassist a couple of months ago, um, the, the first of the two that I had played through his own cabinet. He had a Mark base. Um, I think it was a one by 18 and a two by 10 stack. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was gorgeous, glorious, sounded so good and punchy, punchy, yeah. tight, but like thumpy hit you in the chest. You know, the, the turbo sound, um, the subs are full and good, but they don't, they don't punch you. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about that ever since then. And, and, um, Scott, my bassist now is playing through a, um, I don't know what Fender, I think, uh, combo amp that will do, I think it's 500 Watts. I mean, it's yeah plenty for most anything we would do. Um, we did not use it out at the park, but we did use it at pig pounder where we were playing outside on the patio. And I will tell you it, um, I I'm, I'm sold. It cleaned up. First of all, we were getting that chest thump, pump, pump, pump and sound thing that you want to have happening that we've never really accomplished. Yeah. Um, and second, bringing the bass out of the mains really cleaned up the mains. So the guitars. And yeah, it makes sense. Were, like, yeah. It was just like, it was so crisp and good. It just felt really great. So, um, really excited to add that to the, the lineup. I think it's going to make a big difference. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, having a full two way or four way system gives you a bit more leverage mm-hmm. that you can, you can do that kind of stuff for sure. Um, so yeah, no, that that's, that's, that's a, uh, a reasonable compromise. Yep. Though. That was really good. Cool. Yep. How about you? Did you uh, so, play? Nope. I didn't. It was great. Um, <laughs> we had, we had family in town. We just, we, we did all of the things that like we, we had not been doing cause we've been running around quite a bit, uh, the month of October. So, you know, we went to a farm, we, um, hung out with family, we ate barbecue, Sweet. uh, you know, all the things, all the things. And it was a gorgeous weekend, so the weather was was lovely. Um, it was supposed to rain all weekend, and then it didn't. So um, it was great. So this coming weekend, I've got a, <laughs> this coming weekend. Uh, I don't know what that was about. Uh, I've got an, a solo acoustic thing at the winery by my house, and um, the following weekend we have a private event and potentially a church gig. <laughs> I I've, I haven't confirmed yet. Um, I probably should. I have no reason not to, other than. It's going to be really early after playing a show. Mm. <clears throat> and there's the private events a little, I, we can, we can kind of get back to this about, you know, what we, what we were planning on talking about, but a uh, client back and forth has been a little strange. Um, so just trying to figure out the best way to um, make sure that we are covering our bases while still making the, uh, the client happy. Sure. Um, that's kind of where we're at. Very good. And then um, another thing, uh, the the date that we rescheduled at Venkman's got bumped, mm. which felt a bit like um, karmic debt. Being yeah, I was say, cashed in poetic justice. Yeah, it it didn't. It it was just 
it was a weird situation. Um, and I, they had already initially somebody, some of the guys were like, Oh, this is them paying us back. Yeah. I was like, no, nah. I mean, I saw the ad campaign. They had already started putting money into promoting that show. So they're coming out of pocket to, you know, reschedule. Right. So right. I didn't really feel anything other than just annoyed at the fact that, you know, they're moving it, but it's just, it, they're, they're, it's basically just being bumped a week. It's not a big deal. Um, so they'll be announcing that probably middle of next week after, you know, the whole Halloween thing gets cleared out. And, you know, that's pretty much the rest of our year. I've got a lot of irons in the fire trying to start booking acts out kind of ahead and then hoping some, um, some random kind of, you know, pop-up stuff kind of shows up. Um, but just kind of moving and grooving to, uh, get things going. Um, next year we've got, we're already, we've got, I think four dates already confirmed for 2020. Cool. And, um, Bankman's wants to like book us out quarterly for the rest of the year. Now do you, you do that though, don't you, you, you kind of just, you work with, uh, with a place and kind of book the, book the whole thing out ahead of time. I try to, I'll, I'll go out as far as they will. I'm, I, I feel two ways about that um, because yeah, I can confirm those dates, you know, way out ahead, but it doesn't hold into account like all of the things that could happen between now and then, um, you know, potential private events, sure. um, massive, uh, you know, cultural things that are going on the weekends of the shows that were booked out far in advance. Those are kind of things that makes me, make me a little hesitant to do that, but you know, we might give it a shot because we haven't done that in a couple of years with them. So we'll see. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> no, I think, um, I've certainly booked things that then there was some massive event happening that I wish that I had not <laughs> put it that weekend. But, right. um, but I, I don't usually, I don't know that a month out. Um, for sure. I don't know it six months out, but I also don't know it a month out. So yeah. waiting to do it later wouldn't, really help me now what would help me would be getting better at for forecasting those things and seeing them on the calendar when they're sure it's, it's not like they're a surprise for everybody just for me so yeah i mean we've had situations where we did something like that and then it was like music midtown which is like you know a hundred thousand people yeah going to see a show yeah. less than five miles away from a venue that's kind of shooting yourself in the foot totally so um it is a double-edged sword because it is guaranteed uh, dates and um, kind of pads your schedule and that kind of thing. I just, um, I'm a little tenuous at the moment. I get it. Hesitant to do so. I get it. I get it. But other than that, you know, just uh, drinking Heineken 0.0s and just, you know, living my best life. Living life. That's good. I'll tell you, this weekend I have um, the karaoke on Friday and this is Sunday is the first gig of my new acoustic duo act. Yeah, I've been seeing you promoting it. We have been promoting it. Yep, it's going to be fun. I st- if you guys, I think you should embrace the whole "we sound like a law firm" thing. Like, get pictures <laughs> taken with both of you guys in suits in front of bookshelves full of legal things, and yes. then be like, "We're ready to believe in you" or something like that. I don't know. We're we'll we're, fight for you. We'll fight for you. Yeah, that's right. The the uh, insurance companies don't want you to hear music. <laughs> we're the we're the acoustic duo. The insurance companies hate. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I love it. I think you should do it. 
I, I might. I won't. I might. I won't. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, so that's the first one. We've been practicing hard for it. Um, big pipes on this partner of mine, Taylor. She's uh, she's a big singer. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Have you started, have you done any sort of like uh, promo material around it? Done any recordings or anything of that nature? Some, I have a, I have a logo in the works that I'm waiting on. Um, if it, if it's not gold and three dimensional, I'm going to be very disappointed. Um, again, I, I really think you need to embrace this whole law firm thing. Well, it should be like three dimensional, very shaded, very gold on like a, like a wooden background. Cold iron ray. Musicians at Law. That's right. Saul Goodman production. I love it. Anyway, I'm musicians sorry. Musicians at Law. Wait, Musicians at Law. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was not... Uh, you got me with that. Musicians Uh-oh. at Law. Uh-oh. That's, that's, that's clever. I think, I, think it's, I think it's got legs. It might. It might. And both of you guys should be wearing power suits. Of both course. Both of you in, in pencil skirts. Obviously. 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 You can, you can do that thing where you put... Well, you already wear glasses, so you don't have to put glasses on to look smart. So you got that going for you. Well, I'm not sure it's working, but. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've taken a wrong turn. We might need. Who knows? Who knows? Might need to turn around. We'll find out. This is how branding happens, folks. You just you yep. got to talk it through and hash it out and have ideas come up. Musicians at law. I think it's the way to go. Anywho. Um, yeah, the, the reason why I was asking is um, I'm mildly debating on recording myself with this acoustic thing because I, I don't have any promo for that that whole side of my hmm. situation. Oh, you got to have some. Yeah, I mean, it's just been like a thing I've been doing on the side, but it would never hurt to actually like have good sounding material. Totally. So. Yeah. Oh, another thing that I ended up doing is um, the agency got uh, just an organic lead, and I'm actually hiring uh, a crew out to do something on uh, Friday uh, that I don't have to do. And I would have made $100 if they hadn't paid uh, PayPal business, where they took 15% off, so Mm. I ended up making $85. (laughs) Well. Other than that, I'm, you know, it's a business. It's a business. And I, I did make $85 sending, you know, five emails. That's good. Yeah. That's like, you know, $12 an email. Yeah. Then you need to it's go send 5,000 emails. It's a pretty good per email rate. If I could, I'll tell you this. If I could get 12 bucks for every email I sent, oh, phew, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Seriously, I'd be busy sending email. Right. I'd be on a, I'd be in Aruba or something. Jamaica. Anywho, no. Ooh, I want to take you. Shut up. So here's another thing that I've just recently done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) This is going really well. Super well. Yeah. So um, uh, a few weeks ago, my co-frontman, Justin, said, hey, it's going to be my anniversary soon, and I would like to record our song. And so we did. And her, our, their song is um, Sea of Love, the Cat Power version. Mm. Um, which is played with a capo on the 12th fret. It's very plinky and Interesting. cute. Um, and then he had this idea to release it 
on Spotify. And he didn't know what that took, but his wife is a huge Spotify listener and like to have the clanky Lincolns with a single on Spotify. That's their song was like part of his whole vision for the whole thing. Um, so I went and found myself, uh, online streaming distributor. And there are lots out there, including some that will handle licensing for cover tunes. Yep. And, uh, by gum, you will find, if you look that the clanky Lincolns is now at Spotify and Apple music and oh. Google play and Amazon music and a bunch of like Chinese things. I don't even know what, but like um, Weibo or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok And uh, I don't know. It's so weird. Um, but there we are with our one, one, uh, track and, um, well, guess what? Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Congratulations. I just I toasted to you. Ah, thank you. Thank you. I thought you started at streaming and earned me a millionth of a cent. No, no, I was, I opened a beer. I see. Good. It's, it's, uh, it's great. So the point is that, um, we have this idea to put, you know, to record some of our sort of signature covers in my drummer's house. He has a little studio in his house. Um, and then have that be where our promos live, you know? Oh, do you have promos? Yeah, yeah, we're on Spotify or Apple Music. Nice. Right? So it's, um, I think it's a good, um, and, and it, I will tell you, it was way easier than um, I thought it was going to be. You should, if you're interested, yeah. you should Google them. The one that I'm using, I don't like it well enough to recommend it in particular yeah. above the others. There are a lot that are basically equivalent. Um, but there are five or six out there that just do the job and it's pretty good. Um, we were using, when I was doing that, we were using, I think, TuneCore. TuneCore is one. one of them. Uh, DistroKid is another Kid, one. CD Baby is another one. CD there, Baby, there for sure. There are several sure. that do that. And um, I know that our, our, our podcast brethren over at GigGab, uh, recommend one of those that includes the, uh, licensing and all of that jazz. Yep. So. Yep. Anyway, it's not hard to find. You apply a few dollars, not even that many dollars, and, uh, your stuff's up on that. There you go. It's pretty cool. Well, very good. Yeah, you're you're in the music business now. I am. I'm a I'm a published something. You got to join the union now. I guess. Do I? I mean, no, no, you don't. All right. It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ Entertainment Lighting that is affordable, reliable easy to use and set up and tear down but most of all Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing imagine dramatic color changes dynamic strobes and chases and even blackouts at the end of songs all possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device some Chauvet DJ's Bluetooth or DMX technology being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right into your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. This episode of Cover Band Confidential is sponsored by Bob's Angry Pins. Now, I first encountered Bob's Angry Pins via an ad they ran on Facebook. And the first thing that struck me was their pricing. Get this. Bob's Angry Pins will send you 100 
inch and a quarter pins for $20. Total deal. Then I went to their Facebook page, which you can find by searching Facebook for Bob's Angry Pins or by following the link in the show notes. And I saw the great work they do. Full color, 300 DPI, photo quality prints, and heavy-duty pin hardware. Cheap and fast shipping. Looked promising. Ordering couldn't have been easier. They handle it all through Facebook Messenger. Just hit them up and coordinate sending in your art. You can either send them fully built print-ready files or work with them to design your pins from your graphical components. They'll send you back a proof for your approval. Then a day or two later, you get a picture of your produced pins. A couple more quick days to ship, and ta-da, you are in the pin business. They were responsive and easy to get a hold of the whole way through, and I couldn't have been happier with the pins I received. I used the pins I got from Bob's Angry Pins for a lot of reasons. I've sold a few, but mostly they've been giveaway handouts to audience members or attachments to marketing materials or leave-behinds on gig hunting outings, maybe bonuses I've thrown in with some online merch orders, that sort of thing. At this cost point, you can hand them out like candy. It's a piece of cake. But the best feedback I ever got on them was the day the manager at a local brewery booked us for monthly shows throughout 2019. She was actually wearing the pin we left her on the strap of her overalls. She said she'd been looking for, for like a steady house band, and she talked to lots of people, but what she loved about us was we personally came, showed up, talked to her, and left her some pins. Boom. There it is. The power of pins. Bob's Angry Pins is offering a special discount for listeners of Cover Band Confidential. Mention the discount code CBC2019 when you're setting up your order. You'll get 10% off their already ridiculous pricing. How can you not act on that? Bob's Angry Pins, y'all. Go get you some pins. So, moving along. Um, We were talking about, you know, about the meat of the episode. And um, we haven't oddly enough, have not really talked about this directly. So um, the thing we wanted to get into today is leadership, which may not sound relevant to, you know, what it is that we do. But one of the things that we kind of um, assert about ourselves uh, as co-hosts is that we are, we are both band leaders. And being a band leader, you know, um, isn't necessarily like being a CEO or a manager per se, but there's definitely certain concepts, certain things um, that are required of band leaders that aren't required of everybody else. And um, figured it would be a good thing to discuss. Yep. Yep. And I should say, you know, my, my, whatever leadership I provide around my band is um, pretty um, informal. Um, Certainly when it comes to artistic stuff, we are a democracy. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm the one who cashes the checks. So yep. at least in terms of, you know, uh, business management, um, I'm the one who got the logo designed. I'm the one who makes the Facebook events. Um, not that anybody else couldn't do that and they'd be welcome to, but it has been me doing it. So, you know, and I say that because, um, my band structure is quite different from yours. You started yep. a business and brought people into it. And I and Justin formed a band and it happens that some of the things I do are correlated with band leadership, but nobody ever gave me that title and I never claimed it. Um, but I don't think that changes anything in terms of the conversation we're going to have. I think it's about no. the, the providing of leadership, you know, which is a very different thing from some role or mantle or title. Right. Um, and and typically it's not a title or a mantle that people want to take. Um, you know, at some point you can only pass the uh, the buck around uh, 
uh, between people and it's got to stop with someone and it typically, you know, in my case, it stops with me. Um, so you, you know, in my case, I just have, I have people who are looking at me to make decisions about things. Um, and I am not, not always the best at delegating. Um, but when I, when I do the, when I did do that, it was just kind of a way to give me more, you know, bandwidth to kind of focus on specific details and certain things. And the thing about leadership is that it doesn't, it doesn't look the same for every person in every band, but even more granular than that, it doesn't look the same like minute by minute, um, of running this kind of operation. Um, you know, for like what Dan was saying, yeah, there's a lot of administrative stuff where you're, you know, you're scheduling posts and you're sending emails and you're, um, acquiring media and that kind of thing. But, you know, when you get boots on the ground day of the show, um, it could be, uh, interfacing with the client or the venue. It could be, um, you know, finalizing details for set times and that kind of thing. It could be, um, load in stuff. It could be a a number of different things. And, um, yeah, it's just, there's, there's a lot of factors that play into it. And most of us end up wearing many, many hats uh, on any given day. It's very true. Very true. So what's the, um, (sighs) sorry, what's the, what's that Heineken? It is, you know, So what were you saying? Um, the thing, the thing that I think, um, one of the things that I think is worth talking about when it comes to leadership is that uh, it falls to the leader to provide vision. Yes. Right. Um, I have a, a, a leadership like role in my job, although nobody reports to me, um, <clears throat> but I manage a product that about 15 people work on and um, so a lot, a lot of that is about, um, keeping people connected with the big picture of it and connected with the vision of it, um, connected with the purpose of it, connected with the value it's providing. Um, a lot of times I walk into meetings and people, you know, <laughs> I find that people are complaining about things and by the time I'm done with them, their complaints have been heard and acknowledged and you know, maybe something's going to get done about them, but more than that, they are, they're brought back to what we're here for and what we're doing here. And and they leave that conversation, um, reconnected and with a purpose again. Yeah. Yeah, The, the, the term that we, uh, I like to, my, my old job used is, um, it's your, it's your job to cast vision. Huh? So that's what you're doing, like as a as a person as the person in charge, is that you are casting that vision in front of the people that you're working with and the people that you're working for. So that that's that's twofold. You're doing that um, in the process of selling the product, mm-hmm. um, and then you're also doing it uh, with your bandmates, musicians, employees, however you want to look at them. Um, that you're also casting that vision for them in order for them to be able to execute and, you know, fulfill whatever that vision may be. For sure. So vision casting, vision casting doesn't, it sounds nice. It does. It doesn't always feel as nice as it sounds. Cause you're like, listen, 
we're here to do X, Y, and Z, and you're doing W. Yeah. So I need you to do X, Y, Z. Well, and part of it is um, <coughs> um, providing vision, whatever verb you want to use around it, yeah. um, is different from telling people how to do things. Right. You d- yeah, I mean, and there are, there are moments where you need to do that. Like a, as a music director, you may have to correct people yep. in how, how they do their job. But most of the time, you, you want to give people the leverage to, you know, do the thing that makes, you know, that makes them them. Um, and I try to stay out of people's way as much as I can. Um, but with tribute stuff, like, and it, again, just because I'm such a nerd for this, um, there have been a couple of times where I'm like, hey, that solo part needs to be like this and i've had a couple people like challenge me on and i'm like just play it play the song like look it up play it (laughs) and i'm very rarely incorrect um and i hate doing i I honestly don't like doing that i don't like like i as a younger person i'm i very much liked you know proving a point just to you know making make it being right just for the sake of being right because, you know, in that case, if I'm right, that means that somebody else gets to, you know, has to be wrong and that there's a, there's a, an amount of leverage there. Um, but again, going back to like leadership stuff, um, it is much easier to make a point, but a lot of times it, it you know, you're doing that at the, uh, at the expense of your relational capital with people. So, um, you know, pick those battles wisely because it can, uh, it can be counterproductive in the uh, grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really easy for a leader to, um, uh, diminish people. Yeah. Right. To intentionally or not, usually not. I mean, you know, I, I generally ascribe good intentions to to people, but you know, too, too, too much, um, hands-on how to, you know, you have these people in your band because you trust them. Yeah. Right. You auditioned them or whatever you, um, you chose to play together and here you are. And then, um, to do something other than trusting them is, uh, I don't know, just denies your self. It denies your, you know, like past, um, certainty. Um, in a way that's no good for you and no good for them. Yeah, I mean it, the other the other thing about being you know so hard on people and and wanting them to conform to whatever it is that you were looking for is that it completely squanders the um, the abilities of other people because there have been so many times where somebody has come in with something that was unique that I never would have thought of or n- like wouldn't have considered um, that really enhance the value of what we were doing. Totally. Uh, and a lot of that stuff g- just gets rolled in to um, to our performances, just stuff that kind of happened, like somebody just did something, you're like, oh, it was such a good idea. And then you go back, you're like, hey, let's do that again. You know, by, you know, we hear all these stories about guys like James Brown who, you know, rode his band like a, you know, like a, like a, a workhorse, right. you know, was, would find them for missed notes and that kind of thing. Um, the funny thing is, is that the, the band that kind of broke him, um, 
was uh, was Bootsy Collins and his brother huh. when they got started. Like he was, they, I think they 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 became his band when they were like sixteen or seventeen, and it didn't matter if they got fined because they weren't used to making money and they just didn't care. <laughs> and while it did push his music in a really interesting direction, it was like one of those things where like the old way just didn't work on them. Um, like a, a good example of that is like, we, we do wake me up before you go, go that wham song. And, um, our main guitar player towards the outro starts to like started doing all this chicken picking kind of like country style guitar stuff with like six, six in like all these cool intervals and stuff. And like, it's not in the record, but it sounds really cool. And I never would have thought of that. And it was just one of those things where like one night he was just like, Hey, this, I'm going to give this a shot. And now it's kind of like, it's a big part of our show. That's cool. We did, um, in preparation for the Halloween shows, we put in, uh, the time warp Mm -hmm. and, um, Scott, our bassist, um, had this idea to jam in funk 49 like in the middle of it as a medley thing. Yeah. Cause it's got, it's, it's an A and it's kind of, kind of yeah. similar. So, kind you of, know, was, let's do the time warp. I got it. It was good. Really good. And so we did that and it was awesome. And, um, you know, it's just one of those organic things that happens in the room that, that, uh, genius, genius. Yep. And, um, you know, too much leadership could easily, easily <laughs> squash that, you know, prevent yeah. that, the freedom to think the safety to, suggest you know um it's one of the things that in in agile software development which is what i do in my mm -hmm. day um a big topic right now is is um psychological safety which means the freedom people feel to experiment and to fail publicly yes which is really 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 important in a team because otherwise there's no innovation there's no free thinking really you know it's all group thinking it's all really safe if it's not that. Yeah. I mean, failure is the thing that, um, you learn more from failure than you do from success. Totally. And I've definitely learned lots of things <laughs> in this, in this business. Yeah. Well, but the problem is despite us knowing that about failure, we still resist it. Oh yeah. It is still something I, I don't like failing. Of course. I hate it. Of course. But you know, you hear about these like entrepreneurs and these guys are just like, I love failing. Because I know that I'm growing, like I'm, I'm, I don't quite have that. I need to be in that mental state. I'm just not quite there. I have I have really adopted fail fast as my mantra at work lately. Yeah, um, and I've been putting out a lot of like small experimental things into my product that you know we'll, we'll see. We'll just see. I don't know. Yeah, we're, but it costs the, nothing to build. So yeah, you were in the process of doing sprints for uh, a new product release, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of that talk going on in my office as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, now the other thing about being in charge though, is, uh, when things, you know, you've had the freedom, you've, you've, you've made it a safe place, but then something happens that does need to be addressed. Ultimately you are the person who has to, uh, have the conversation. Um, and, yep. and that's where, you know, that's where, you know, it's not very much fun. Um, having tough conversations with people about, things that you know you you shouldn't have to have but are sometimes necessary um have you ever had to have like a you had a little too much fun last gig conversation with any of your guys um um not quite like that we did fire our first bassist yeah um because he was um 
Well, it's unclear what happened. He knew the songs in the rehearsal room. <laughs> and then we got to the show and he didn't know any of the songs at all. At all. Fascinating. Spent the whole night not knowing them. And um, and then sort of didn't understand um, why that was a problem for us. Um, so I've, okay. it's not like I have not been um, in in the hard conversation game. Um, yeah. not, I haven't had that particular too much fun conversation. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I had a situation where we were doing a public event and um, somebody in our group uh, just had too much fun. Yeah. He he had too much to drink and um, was just kind of out of control to a degree. And it didn't affect us playing. He played fine. Um, but it um, it just was a liability for us uh, as a brand. Yeah. And I had to have that conversation. I'm like... I mean, our rule is, is like, please feel free to have fun, but don't ever have fun at somebody else's expense. Mm -hmm. And that's just where, because that's where the, that's where the line gets crossed. Um, and so I, I, I called him up the next day. I was like, listen, um, I understand you were having a good time, but like it crossed over and it wasn't cool. And it, you know, we're trying to project a certain thing and that was not, um, you were not serving that well and he was receptive and haven't had to have that conversation since. So it's great. Um, but it, it, it does. Sometimes you do have to have those things and being in charge uh, means that you're the one left to do it. Um, what we're currently dealing with right now is um, we typically send out a song list for uh, clients to pick songs. And this thing that's coming up on the ninth, um, she didn't fill it out correctly because there's like a section that says, what do you want to hear? What do you, what do you not want to hear? Is there anything in the list you didn't, um, we, you know, there's anything in the list you, that you would like us to do. Um, she wrote all the things that she wanted to hear and the things we, she, we, she didn't want to hear. And then she had like 30 requests on the things off of, off a list that we weren't using. Um, so I sent her a preliminary song list based off of her request and what we normally do. And she had a problem with it. And I'm just, we're currently in the process of trying to like just smooth that over mm -hmm. um, a, a number of things to consider. Uh, one being that, um, you know, she thought that everything that she put on that list would be what we played. And, and, and if she didn't put it on the list, uh, we wouldn't play it. And I had to tell her in, you know, those uncertain words that that's not really what that's for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in our circumstance, it was an, it was a couple of things. The main thing was is that uh, we 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 have co-ed lead singers, and she didn't pick any female songs, huh? Like none. And then added a bunch of bands that we don't normally play. And she was like, "Well, there were things that I didn't put on the list that you put on your list." So I was like, "Well, um, in order to do what I think is the best job that we can do, um, I need to make sure that we are kind of splitting this thing kind of evenly." And so in doing so, there's going to be some stuff that you didn't uh, request that we're going to do uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, we have a very capable female lead singer that does a great job on this material. And um, it's that whole, like, if we played everything you wanted us to play, you would have a good time and nobody else would. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So you do have to, you do have to kind of like, establish like we do we do this all the time this is a thing that we are familiar with 
And while we are more than happy to accommodate um, the things that you are interested in and, and would like us to do, we would absolutely love to do that for you. But um, we are going to do a show that we are very comfortable doing um, the best way that we know how. Yeah. Yeah. So there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the thing you don't want on that sort of form is um, to invite sort of amateur set list making. That's, <laughs> that's not not what that form is for. Well, the fact that I sent the list kind of felt like a mistake because she was immediately like, well, there are songs that I didn't ask for that are on here. And I was like, that's not what I was trying to do. I was trying to be nice, but maybe you're not. Because, you know, there are certain clients that you don't need to be nice for. Sure. Because they don't understand the process or they want things done a certain way and just a number of a number of things. and um they can sometimes take advantage of that that thing, that generosity, that that accommodation kind of angle. Yep. So uh, we shall see. I'm not terribly worried about it. She also, it was like, I know you guys are playing for four hours. And I was like, Burr. I don't think we're playing for four hours. <laughs> Check that out. So that's when I, that's when I, I, I call Ben and I'm like, Ben, listen, <laughs> I need you to do X, Y, and Z for me. And that's, he's currently doing that. I'm trying to stay out of it as much as I can. Um, because he also understands that, you know, as the, the, the quote unquote talent or whatever you want to call it being on stage and you don't want to be the person who's being harsh because that's the face that they see. Right. And they're much less likely to, um, you know, to want to hire you back. Whereas he, as an admin and the person who, you know, is going to be running point for the event, is kind of, he understands his role as like the buffer between us and the client. Um, that is his responsibility. That's what I'm paying him for. And so I, you know, I will kind of push that out. It's good. Because that's another thing that I know that, um, in stressful situations when I've got a lot of stuff on my plate, um, my customer service bandwidth is the first thing to go. So I need somebody to interface, um, in those moments because I'm, it's, I'm not, I'm not good at it. Mm. So I realize, I recognize that myself and I've, I've, you know, delegated someone else to do that. So good. Any other parting thoughts on, uh, on leadership? I think that, um, um, well, so here's an interesting thing. So I have been doing the things around my band that I've been doing and, um, nobody ever called me the leader or, and I never called myself the leader. Um, in the last little bit, I've had band members wanting to step up and take things from from me, take things off yeah. my plate, um, and that's really great. That's really great, and 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 not necessary. You know, I I, I have it, I got it, um, or to extend it, you know, to to any degree, I don't. I want to, uh, you know, I want I want to correct that and have it, um, but you know, one of the things that um happens in a band that's a that's a democracy is that we um we, we all sort of fall into our strengths i think that um uh, uh mike from the pork tornadoes talked about this yeah you know the people in that band are all interested in different aspects of what it takes to put on the shows that they put on and they've all sort of claimed their domain and um i can feel that sort of thing starting to emerge with my band too and that's pretty exciting um, yeah that's great yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So leadership looks a lot of different ways and, and, and there are a lot of different structures of leadership and ways things can work. And, um, um, I, I just, I think that it does take communication. It takes, um, a willingness to be honest with each other and not, I don't know, be easily offended or concerned about offending. Yeah. Um, because you know, what we want to have happen here is just way more important than our feelings about it. Yeah. It's just not having that be part of it. It's just not, not the thing. Yeah. Uh, w- one thing I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do is like, I, I, I really want to ask my main guys, like, what is something that I need to know that you don't think I can see? Hmm. And I don't know how to elicit that information in an anonymous way that I think that they would feel comfortable about. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to necessarily, like, nobody wants to really do that. But I feel like that's something that I could definitely use. Um, And that's something that, like, you know... You should be, if you are in, in fact in charge of those kinds of things, um, you should you should ask a couple of questions. Um, the first thing that you should ask people, you know, that are in the group is is how are they doing? Like, how are you doing? Um, you know, make sure that you stay involved with these people, but like, don't be afraid to ask how am I doing? Like, ask them how they think you are doing in that role. Yeah. And it may be, that may be a hard question to ask. It may be a hard question for you to, you know, process, um, getting that kind of feedback, but it, it, it is extremely beneficial, um, because we can only see things through the filters that we've kind of created for ourselves and having somebody from the outside provide that perspective would be immensely helpful. For sure. And, and not everything is correct and it may not be relevant in the situation, but it, you still kind of, you, you need to be like exit the echo chamber every now and then and figure out what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, it will help people, you know, that work with you respect you. And that's really, you know, you want to be, nobody wants to be a, a crappy boss. So don't be one yeah. and, and, and work actively to prevent yourself from being one. Um, you know, I had, we had a situation a couple of weeks ago where I had to, um, I played bass for a show because the, the bass player that we had hired as a sub called out. And so after looking around and going, nobody else can do this job as well as, you know, I could given the time constraints. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll do that. And, you know, my, my drummer made an, made it an, an, an issue to tell me after facts, like, I, I really respected the fact that you stepped up like that. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know if people could, I don't know if everybody, anybody could do that just at the drop of a hat. And, um, you know, I didn't, in in that moment, it wasn't really, it was just, it was just the, it felt like the clearest path forward. Sure. Um, and you know, it, it's not always going to look like that as far as leadership goes, but in that instance, it was, okay, you've got three hours to figure this out. You're going to do it. So, you know, that's. So for in in that instance, that's what being in charge looked like. So, yeah, yeah. I think this was fruitful. <laughs> I think I'm interested in feedback about it. 
Yeah. This might be the one where they're like, all right, you guys have had your fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, as you so, uh, you know, consistently do, uh, we appreciate every single one of you. Um, we love when you guys reach out to us. We, you know, we answer questions in the group. Um, you can also check out the blog entries. I'm going to start reposting some of those blog entries in uh, on the page just mm-hmm. to kind of draw some attention to them. Yeah. And see if they'll spark some dialogue. Because I think, you know, at the end of the day, the 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 original blog post we made were kind of like a manifesto um and we will at one point publish that manifesto but <laughs> i don't know about you but i have not opened up those files recently so um but yeah thank you guys again uh for tuning in and uh if you have any questions or want to reach out to us hit us up on the facebook group or email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com from Atlanta, georgia i am adam johnson from greensboro north carolina i'm dan ray You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 74. Have a great week.